Next on BYU Sports Nation, ushering in 2014. It's a BYU Sports Nation special with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Welcome to the show. It's time to play YMCA or whatever you play on New Year's (laughs) Eve and New Year's Day. Watch some football. You're probably Mormon listening to this, drinking some sparkling cider. That's what we do. Well, you play YMCA on New Year's? No, I said, what's the band? What's I totally forgot the I spaced the band. Old Lang Syne? No, not that one. Okay. Celebrate good oh, who, who? that song. Cool in the gang. I can't Oh, I can't believe I forgot <laughs> that. I was going to say Earth Wind and Fire, but I know better. What a great way to kick off the New Year's special. Yeah, tremendous. What a 2013, man. What a, B- what a fantastic year. BYU Sports uh did some really good things and well, to end the year, not some not so great things, but that's okay. Yeah, it was it was a fun year. You you remember a lot of things from this year. You remember one Ziggy Ansah being the fifth pick. You remember the BYU volleyball team being number one for most of the year, almost winning the national title. You remember year three of Independence, Taysom Hills two fifty nine against Texas. Men's basketball goes to the Garden in New York City in the NIT. I mean, there was a lot that happened that was very exciting. Yeah, that's a debate. That's a serious debate. What's the greatest moment? For all BYU sports in 2013, I don't know. Well, we're not, we're not going to have that debate now, we'll but to stay tuned to BYU that. Sports Nation because we'll tell you yeah, in a couple we'll have, days. We'll have to think about that and, and get back to you on that. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Follow the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. And uh, Jerem, I have a New Year's resolution for you. Can what I, is it? Can I give you one? Listen, I will shed these 10 or 15 pounds. Okay, you don't have to bring it up. We're not going body. Okay, we're not going body weight. All right, what's up? I, I exhort you to shave the mustache. <laughs> Trust me, it'll be gone soon. I, I can only take it so long. And my wife. Okay. I've got plenty of my own New Year's resolutions, but I'm just going to give that one to you. Just I'm going to tell you to grow one, man. Okay. I'm going to tell you to man up and grow one. I can't, though. That's I, well, I, can't, I can't, though. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be acceptable on broadcast. Listen, you're going to have a couple days between... You're right. i got a head start over the break, grew a beard, shaved it <laughs> off so I can come to work, have a well-groomed mustache, and abide by the honor code as an employee of Brigham Young University. Fair enough. We're going to start this New Year's special with a little rivalry twist. During rivalry week of the BYU-Utah basketball game, we talked to ESPN College Hoops insider Jeff Goodman. It was actually on my birthday. Do you remember what my birthday is, Jerem? December come on. 11th. Okay, good. You can still be my friend. Uh, and we began the interview addressing the rumors floating out there that we may see the Hoops rivalry game disappear as well. No, they, they need to keep playing. I mean, these, this is the problem in this day and age with realignment and now programs not wanting to continue the rivalries. Um, we're already seeing some of the effects of this. You know, ACC has, uh, you know, completely changed and the Big East is different and uh, Utah and BYU got to play each other forever, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's one. Utah's getting better. Uh, Larry Kruskoak's doing a good job. Obviously, BYU, Dave Rose just got it at a, at a good level and been able to sustain it. Uh, those two programs, to me, need to play each other every single year. Jeff, BYU's challenged itself more on this uh, in this non-conference schedule than, of, than in recent history with games like Iowa State and Wichita State, UMass, Oregon, uh, and of course they'll get Gonzaga and St. Mary's in conference. What do you think of BYU's non-conference schedule? I mean, I love it. Personally, I love it when, when, when coaches play challenging schedules like that. And, you know, a coach that doesn't is maybe a Pittsburgh's Jamie Dixon. But when you have job security, 
like a Dave Rose, like a Tom Izzo, obviously, who plays it every year, Bill Self playing probably the toughest non-conference slate in the country. Why not? I mean, isn't, isn't what these kids go to college for to play in really good venues against quality teams in the non-conference? So I give Dave a lot of credit. I think it's going to make their team and their program a lot better uh, come WCC play to have played UMass in Springfield, to have played Wichita and Kansas City. Uh, you know, obviously uh, the game against Iowa State was a tough loss, but Iowa State's better than we thought going into the year. Jeff Goodman, ESPN College basketball insider and very talented sports writer, joining BYU Sports Nation. Jeff, Eric Mika ranked eighth on the top freshman rankings that you put out. What do you like so much about Eric's game? He plays hard. He's big and he plays hard. And, and those two things alone are hard to find, difficult to find in this day and age. But you know, I think he's got, you know, he's got to continue to develop his post moves got to continue to get a little bit stronger but again i just love his motor uh he has shown the ability to score in the post he runs the court hard he rebounds pretty well although that area still got to get better as well but as a freshman big guy to do what he's done right away on a team that's got some talent by the way uh obviously with tyler haas and carlino and now collinsworth back he he's filled his role better than I think even Dave Rose would have expected at this point. Jeff, the real question is, among freshmen nationally that wear glasses or goggles, where does he rank? (laughs) He's number one. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Eric Mika, number one. (laughs) Among freshmen who wear goggles, there is no fear to Eric Mika. How's that? I've been waiting all morning to clear that up. (laughs) Jeff Goodman, ESPN College Basketball Insider, joining BYU Sports Nation. Okay, now this is crazy, but I was imagining Jabari Parker and Eric Mika on the same team. I know that's a pipe dream for BYU fans. Jabari had BYU in his top five, but what what would those two do together, Jeff? Oh, just think of, of what BYU would be like with Jabari Parker on this team. <laughs> now, the only the only one who would be upset is Matty Carlino wouldn't get as many shots. <laughs> yeah. You know, he'd have to give the ball up a little bit more, so he may not be happy with that, but I mean, just imagine the scoring weapons between the three of of Jabari Parker, Carlino, and Tyler Haas, and then you'd have Mika and Collinsworth as what they are anyway. They're really good players, really good glue guys who do a little bit of everything. But Jabari Parker, to me, I still say it's a two-horse race for the number one overall pick between Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker right now. And and I think Jabari Parker has a chance, and it depends on obviously – I think Duke's success long-term this year, whether Jabari Parker has a chance to win National Player of the Year honors, but he certainly does. I mean, listen, talk about a skilled and gifted offensive player who the game just comes to him naturally. Uh, That's Jabari Parker. Jeff Goodman, ESPN College Basketball Insider, joins BYU Sports Nation. Jeff, BYU fans would like to think the BYU right now is a tournament team that could possibly pull off a couple upsets and make some noise. What are your thoughts on BYU's uh, tournament uh, chances and resume at this point in the season? A lot, a lot of basketball to be played still, but what do you think right now? Yeah, they're, they're a tournament team, guys. I'd be shocked if they weren't. I, I said it preseason. I really think they, they can battle Gonzaga. I think they're going to give them a challenge. I'm not sure if they win the league, but I think they're going to be right there. The key for them, as you guys know better than anybody, is, is defensively. Uh, who they run up against in the tournament. It's all going to be about matchups for them. And Do they run up against a, a great, you know, athletic, 
I mean, look at like a Boise State last night. Boise's really good. They're skilled. They don't have a ton of size. They went up against a Kentucky team that, frankly, was just too big, too athletic, too strong. And BYU's bigger than Boise. They're tougher than Boise. Uh, but, again, they have some of the same shortcomings in, in their defensive uh, game plan, and, and they're certainly more geared to score points uh, than stop teams from scoring them. Jeff Goodman be, uh, joining ESPN College Basketball Insider here on BYU Sports Nation. Jeff, a lot of people across BYU Sports Nation are, are a little frustrated with the fact that the Cougars can't beat the top 25 team. What is it that they need to change in their approach to get the big win, especially on the road? Again, I, I think it's tough. I mean, listen, it's not talked about enough nationally, and it's a story that I actually want to do at some point soon of how difficult Dave Rose's job is, okay? You know, bringing in a kid like Eric Mika, it's great. He's got him for the year. Then he loses him. You know, Collinsworth, he, he hasn't had for the last two years. He's got to re-implement him. These guys come back. Tyler Haas obviously came back. He didn't miss a beat. But not many guys can do that. And I think it's really hard. I mean, we talked about Kentucky and Kansas and how young they are and, and, and them developing. Well, BYU, Dave's got some of the same issues with losing guys, bringing them back, not knowing the chemistry and not knowing what he's dealing with from year to year. So I think it's one of the more difficult jobs in America. And we don't, as national writers and just fans that maybe are outside of the area, we don't take that into account nearly enough when, when kind of evaluating where BYU is and where they could be. So should that go into how you evaluate BYU? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, this is a tough, tough job because of that. Now, again, he doesn't have to recruit all those kids who are going to take missions, but he'd be, he'd be sort of not to. Yes, he you know, sort of needs to. They're talented kids. You're not turning down Eric Meeke. You're not turning down you know, the Col- either Collinsworth. I mean, these are, these are players that are good enough that want to be there and, and love – the culture that is BYU. Uh, but, you know, I think a few years ago what Jimmer and, and, and Jackson did, unfortunately it probably raised expectations a little bit too hot and the excitement around the program and everything like that where if you're BYU, you know, you're, you're, you're probably a fringe top 25 team, a, a team that if you can get in the NCAA tournament maybe three out of every four, you're doing a heck of a job. And I think Dave's doing a heck of a job there. Jeff Goodman, ESPN College Basketball Insider, is on BYU Sports Nation. So BYU has one good non-conference game left, Oregon, and then after that it's uh, conference play. BYU's got a couple other games in there, but none that are kind of top 50 RPI games. What, uh, as of now, what kind of seed do you think BYU is? You said you're in, they're in the tournament. What, what kind of seed do, do you think they'd be? I think they're probably somewhere around, anywhere from a 7 to a 10, somewhere around there. You know, somewhere probably even... You know, their RPIs, I mean, look, but it's got to be good with the schedule they've played for the most part with those three teams. So Yeah, top 15 so close, far. What is it? Top 15, I believe 12th. Yeah, I'd put them probably at a, at a seven seed right now. If I were, and I was kind of looking through the top 25, uh, we do our power rankings every week, and I really go through it. I mean, I go through every team, who they've beaten, who they lost to, and I thought long and hard about putting BYU at 25th. Just because, again, They've played people. And, and to me, you reward teams that have played people. And if you look at the committee last year, that's exactly what they did. They said, hey, listen, if you're going to play a bunch of cupcakes and you're on the, and you're on the fridge and you're on the bubble, 
we're not getting you in. But if you play people and you're on the bubble, you're going to be in. And I think that also uh, adheres, it adheres itself with seeding as well. And I think BYU at the end of the day, and they're going to be good in, in WCC play. Let's, let's be honest. St. Mary's is down. They should be the clear-cut number two team unless something crazy happens. Jeff Goodman, ESPN College Basketball Insider, joining BYU Sports Nation. And Jeff, I hate to use the term good loss, but in college basketball, that's certainly more prevalent than college football because there are more games. But do you feel like the way BYU has lost has given them national respect? Yeah, I mean, listen, I can only speak for me, and it's it's definitely uh, earned respect from my end with you know who they played, how they played them. Uh, I think they've played all three teams in, in the three losses fairly tough. And, again, I just see them as getting better as we go along. And uh, once they play in league play, they're going to get their swagger, you know, really get it. And uh, not that Carlino needs anymore, but um, they're, they're going to get it back by playing <laughs> some of those teams. And, and not to say the league's terrible because it's not. I mean, there's some pretty good teams. San Diego's better than they've ever been, uh, at least in the last five years or so. Santa Clara's getting better again. Uh, Rex Walters can coach at San Fran, although the loss of Cody Doolin's going to hurt. Uh, and, and we haven't talked about, you know, again, Gonzaga. They had a tough, you know, close one last night. But, um, you know, they're, they're more, to be honest, this Gonzaga team is, is, is more beatable than any team I've seen in recent years because they don't have a lot of front court depth. Uh, they don't have a proven wing score yet, although Gerard Coleman, the Providence transfer, could turn into that. Jeff, uh, last question for you. Have you seen the BYU uh, promotional videos where BYU lip syncs? And if so, what do you think of them? I have not. I have not. Ooh. Are they entertaining? Do I need to watch them? You should do that There's right away. There's like, stuff uh, like Eric Mika, Tyler Hawes, and, and guys lip syncing to like 98 degrees. 98 degrees How do you feel about Chicago that? <laughs> Jeff, I'm going okay, to tweet at you. Can you send me a link? Yeah. Can you guys send me a link to that on Twitter? I'll somewhere. tweet at you right now. At Jerem Jordan, I'll tweet you a link to this. You need to watch it. Awesome. It's your reward for joining BYU Sports Nation. entertainment today, so that'll help. Fantastic. (laughs) Jeff, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I'm guessing that he has gone back and watched all of those videos. Yeah, I I tweeted right at him immediately. He didn't respond, though, but you'd think he'd seen it. We'll talk to Jeff again soon, see what he thinks about BYU now with the record they have now. Up next on BYU Sports Nation... Jeff Judkins. Great man, great interview. You don't want to miss it as the New Year's special rolls on. New Year's special continues on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Follow the show at BYU Sports Nation. Good stuff right there. Hey, we're ushering out 2013, bringing in 2014, making some New Year's resolutions. We just heard from Jeff Goodman, one of our favorite interviews from the early part of December. We're going to keep with the basketball theme. And, Jeremy, you weren't technically here for this next interview. Nor was I physically. But uh, emotionally I was. I was in Phoenix at the time, listened live. I listened to hashtag Logan Takeover, and boy, was it a takeover. It was uh, Brian Logan's first guest host spot on December 13th. Jeff Judkins, the women's hoops coach, uh, in studio to talk everything from his team to the NBA, Taysom Hill. And we started asking Juddy, 
what going undefeated in a non-conference schedule would mean for his team. But before we roll the interview, Jeremy, I, I need something from I need a Jeff Judkins impersonation. Uh, it it mean a lot, and I'm still the best shooter everywhere. I want you to say Happy New Year's in Jeff Judkins. Happy New Year. Very good. It gave us a lot of momentum. It helped us with our RPI, as you kind of talked earlier about you know the strength of schedule and all these things. It, it comes into play. It does when the NCA makes their decisions. So. A, hard, a good high RPI is important for us so that if for whatever reason we stumble in the conference and maybe don't win the conference tournament, that we have a chance to get an at-large bid. And so uh, we played a hard schedule. I, I don't know. My one assistant kind of likes to get into all that stuff and check it out. But, um, you know, we played a hard schedule for a good reason, to hopefully get our RPI high so that that, does, you know, that situation happens. Coach, Jeff Junkins. Can I call you Coach JJ? Yeah, that's, that's great. Good. That's, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would be a new nickname. Give me nicknames for, day one? I like JJ, it. I like JJ. Well, I, you know, cornerback, you know, Jordan Johnson, that's, that's where we got the name from. Okay. So, Coach JJ, um, going into into this game, being a, a former Ute, uh, I want to congratulate you first and foremost of coming over to the lights. <laughs> um, and... and Talk about just the the rivalry and and when you played um, and, and how important it is um, to continue the rivalry. Well, no matter if you're on the BYU side or the Utah side, this game's a big game. I don't care what anybody says. Some people say, "Oh, it's not." That. Yeah, it is. You know, it's recruiting, it's showing up to to church, it's going around the community, it's all that. And so, this game's big and. Uh, you know, I was very fortunate as a player when I played at the university to come on top. Um, people remember that. And, uh, you know, when I coached the men, we were pretty close, pretty even. And the women has been about the same. So um, I have a lot of in-state girls on my team. And I know it's important for them to to win this game so that when they run into people or whatever, that they, they know that they, they took care of it. Plus, now, you know, Utah is a Pac-12 school. And we've heard down here all, how great the Pac-12 is and so that part of it kind of makes it nice too. Coach, so how, how does how does it how do you make that transition? I for me if I, you know, let's say 10 years from now, uh Utah calls me and says, "Hey, I want you to be the head or a coach uh for football." Uh, knowing that I've played here and the love and the mm-hmm. passion that I have, I don't know if I could, if I don't know if I could do it, you know. <laughs> and then I got to look my my teammates, you know, in, in the eye and say, "Sorry, <laughs> I made the switch." Uh, how w- w- did that play a big role into? Yeah, it was hard. I'm not going to lie to you; it was tough to leave. But you know, I'm a member of the church, so I had a lot of respect for BYU. Way back a long time ago, when I was a young player, they didn't recruit me that hard, and uh, you know, so. It wasn't that I didn't want to have interest of coming to BYU. It's just that they, I guess, they didn't have interest in me. But, I, you know, it, it's hard, but I love basketball. I wanted to coach. I wanted to be a head coach. Um, at the time when I was working with Coach Majerus, it was hard. He was wearing me out, both both mentally and physically. It was just time for me to move on, and I really didn't want to move. I wanted to stay here with my family. And so this was a great fit for me. And Coach Cleveland's one that brought me and gave me an opportunity. And um, I'm very thankful for him because I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. Well, you're getting it done this year, 9-0 and on the season. You just knocked off Creighton recently before the comeback against Weber State, ending their 15-game home win streak. It's a tough place to play in Omaha. It was, why, yeah, it was why, why does that game give your team confidence moving forward into West Coast Conference playing and hopefully the tournament? 
Well, you know, we lost last year to Creighton, and we had the lead. We should have probably never lost that game. And so when we came out, uh, they really were focused and ready to play. We got a big lead on them, and then we started losing our lead the same way we did here. It was kind of scary, but we made some big plays. That's one thing that I've noticed with this team this year is they've they've made plays when they need to make them. And I think teams that are successful are teams that really do that. Because there's some nights you're not going to shoot the ball that well or you're going to make some mistakes or matchups aren't the best. But you you got to figure a way how to win. And this team's done that. Speaking of making plays and playmakers, Jennifer Hampson. Oh. I, I am I'm really intrigued with her because she played volleyball. Yeah. And, and she made the decision to say, you know what, I want to focus on basketball a little bit. And and I've had this discussion with, with my wife and raising our son. We have a two year old and we're all, yeah, we're kinda of crazy. We're already we're already talking about his future. <laughs> and you know, she's like, I I want him to play everything, baseball, basketball, football. Me, I want to, I want him to play just one sport because I want him to focus and be an expert uh on that one sport. How has her has her uh, her decision really affected her play this year? Well, I, I think if Jen would have played basketball and that's it, she would have probably be a top three pick in the draft. I think she's, wow. she's improved that much this year, um, just getting her timing down. The thing that's this weird is most women athletes, I don't, men are a little bit more, they specialize whatever a little more, but every girl on my team played two sports. And I'll tell you, I've, what I've found out over the years is that when a young lady plays two sports, when she comes to college, and you have to put in more time, weights and conditioning and practice and film work, they react a lot better to it. And uh, uh, Jen, I never thought she could do it. You know, when she talked about it four years ago, I said, yeah, sure. She is a special player, a special person. And um, she knew how to balance her time, and she was great in both. And there's no question if she was playing the volleyball this weekend, it'd be a big plus for for BYU. But I think next year their team will probably be really special. And then she'll focus strictly on on volleyball. And so it's been a real positive thing for us. Uh, I'd say right now she's the most dominating player that I've seen on tape that we've played probably in the West. I mean, she's a great scorer. She's her off her defensive ability is unbelievable. She's a great rebounder. Um, she's a she's a fun player to watch. Hey, thank you very much, Coach. My, my wife is listening right now, and <laughs> and you just helped me make my case. So I I appreciate that feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to help Brian out. Look, see what Coach happens JJ. when you come and visit. You you not only get to take over for Jerem. But you get great family and life advice. Spencer, but this is not a visit, man. It's a takeover. Oh, that's right. <laughs> slowly. Slowly. My bad. My surely. Bad. Okay, Coach, we're going to step off the grid a little bit. During your first visit, we talked about shooting competitions. Um, and uh, we asked Dave Rose if you two had a shooting challenge. Oh, who would win? Who would win? He actually said you. Do you agree with that statement? I agree with that 100%. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had a dunking contest. He might beat me. Really? Yeah, Dave could really jump. People don't probably know that. Dave but could he, jump? Oh, he could get up. Yeah, so if we had a, a dunking, I'd win the three-point contest, and he'd probably win the dunk contest. What about your players, your current players, the women's basketball team? Could could any of them outshoot you right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. See, that's the, that's the competitor right there. Yeah, you just, I, no, no, I, I don't care. Nobody's going to beat me. No, I don't care. 
Jeff Judkins and former teammate from the NBA, Boston Celtics, Larry Legend, have a shootout. Who who wins that shootout? Um, that's a close one because we did it a lot when I played for the Celtics. We would <laughs> we play horse and we had a lot of fun. It would probably depending go fifty fifty. Probably now I would beat him because I'm in better shape than he is right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's he has a lot of back surgeries and he can't move as well as he used to. So I probably could beat him now, but uh, it was fun. You know. It was fun shooting against him and Pete Maravich. Those three were, uh, you know, we had a lot of great horse games. As a, as a coach, do you ever play with your 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 girls? I, I used to when I first started. I did, and then I hurt a couple of them, so I kind of had to. <laughs> <laughs> I had to back off. See, that's a competitor right there. I, I bet we could we could play some cards right now, or some dominoes, or maybe even Monopoly, and and, and he would want to win. Just oh, you know, happened to me a few years ago. We were playing, and the girls weren't practicing very good. So I said, I said "Okay, coaches are going to challenge you." And uh, Shawnee Slade went up for a shot, and I, I wanted to block her jump shot, so I jumped up <laughs> to block it, and I hurt my knee, and I had to go off the court, was sore for a month. <laughs> they rubbed it in pretty good to me. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Sharpshooter, uh, competitor, former NBA guy, former Utah U, and now current BYU women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins on BYU Sports Nation. You have a lot of titles. That's going to make you feel pretty good, huh? Well, it's, well, I guess when you've been around a long time, it catches up to you. But, <laughs> hey, well, let's see if we can get some fans in our game. This will be a big game for us, really. We need some students. We need some noise. You know, come cheer us on. Then you can go up and watch the men's game. It's perfect. It's a great basketball day for, for BYU. 2 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Eastern. Watch the game live on BYU TV if you can't make it to the Marriott Center. But there is the uh, the call out to all of the BYU fans in the area. Get to the Marriott Center. Support the Cougars as they try and go 10-0 and do it against the University of Utah. The men's team, they tip off at 8 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern on the Pac-12 Network in the Huntsman Center in Salt Lake City. A rivalry doubleheader. Coach, this week there have been some discussions about BYU and Utah men's basketball potentially not playing again there there have been some stallings in the rivalry talk according to coach rose their athletic director chris hill says i think we'll be fine what does the rivalry mean to the state and and what would happen if it didn't continue in basketball um i I think it'd be sad i I think you know uh, both these universities have good excellent programs and it's sad that you have to don't want to play because of whatever reasons I, i don't know i i i just think it's something that I know when I was a young kid, I, I, I enjoyed watching this game, and I guarantee I love playing in it, and I love coaching in it. So, you know, I really hope that they can can work this thing out so that we can all do it. You know, you're going to find out when, when it's gone in football for two years, it's going to be different. It really is, and you're going to probably miss it and see what we need to do. But I, I, hope, that, I hope that doesn't happen. All right, we need some predictions from you. We'll go football, Coach. Uh, Bolt, before you get out of here. Bowl game, BYU-Washington. Give me a score. Washington runs it. BYU does a great job on the run, so I think it's in their favor. Um, and I, I just, I just have a feeling that that BYU is going to score some points on Washington. So I'm going to go 34-17 BYU. Oh, I like okay, I like it. I think it's going to be a, domin- a domination by BYU. Yeah, I, I just think they do so well on the run, and they're going to take that away from them. And then I think Washington, their defense is not as good as what everybody thinks, and you know, I think Hill is special, and I think he'll 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 rise to the occasion. Taysom Hill, he's the best player in the world. Been saying it day one. <laughs> best player in the world. 
I love that Brian always says Taysom Hill is the best player in the world. He's the best player in the world. Best player in the world. Up next on the New Year's special, we're walking up the family tree of the Haas family, Marty Haas. One of our favorite interviews. <laughs> there may be another Back to Future reference. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Happy New Year! BYU Sports Nation on B to the Y to the U Radio. Happy New Year. We have a special going for you. Some of our favorite interviews that we have conducted uh, in our first 80-ish shows. Something like that. We'll have to get an official number on that. Jerem Jordan, how you, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling good. I'm excited about 2014. I'm very excited about this year. I think this is the, the greatest year, going to be the greatest year of my life. How, so, about, how about you? Seriously? Sure, why not? Greatest year for you because of like things that BYU sports do, or just you personally? Uh, me personally, with and, or without a mustache, and the multiple national championships, with or without with, a mustache, without. Okay. I, I think I think BYU is going to the BCS this year. I oh wait, oh, wait. The BCS <laughs> doesn't exist. My bad. Never mind. So are you saying they're going to go to the fourteen playoff? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on, Jerem. BYU is not going to go to the playoff. <laughs> the schedule's not strong enough. If BYU goes undefeated, that'd be fantastic. That could happen. It could happen. Uh, we're going back to basketball. Marty Hawes, Tyler's dad, was a BYU basketball great. Had one of the epic dunks in BYU basketball history against Weber State. Dude has some serious boosties. Uh, you should check it out on uh, on YouTube. Don't 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 do that face, Jerem. You know you like that word, boosties, hops, jumpies, whatever you want to call them. Whenever there's ease at the end, <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> Early in the month of December, Tyler Haas passed his dad, Marty, on the BYU all-time scoring list. The following morning, we had Marty on the show to ask him about his son and those notable accomplishments. We began the conversation and asked Marty if if Tyler passing him gives Tyler the ultimate bragging rights at the Haas dinner table. Well, well I think he probably thought he had those before last night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I don't know. Last night was probably the final nail in the coffin. I don't know that we'll have to bring this up anymore, but, uh, <laughs> you know, really, really happy for Ty. Uh, he's deserving of it, and uh, just keep going. That's all good. So Now, explain something. Last night, you went to TJ's Lone Peak High School basketball game against Conwood, a night victory. How come you weren't in attendance to see Tyler pass you? Tyler joked about it in the postgame. Oh, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, he joked about it with me too, but uh, no, it's it, it it's a coincidence, a strange coincidence because uh, I, I don't miss uh, I don't miss very many games, and you know when the, the schedules come out, you kind of look at them and and uh, see what direct conflicts there are, and it, it just happened that uh, they played at the same time last night, and I I told TJ that I'm already seen six or eight of ties this year and so i was going to low peak game and and to my defense uh that was decided a while ago so it just happened <laughs> there you go <laughs> clear you got to clear the record okay now tyler to his credit is a really soft-spoken star it's it's kind of an unusual humility for the caliber of player he is but does he let out the trash talk at the dinner table where does that where does it come out no, he has no problem letting it out at the at the dinner table uh, <laughs> or anywhere or anywhere else uh, for that matter around the family. But no, it's 
it is in his nature uh, that uh, he just goes about his business, and it's part of what makes him special and part of what makes him really good, you know, and uh, is yeah, not too high and not too low and just has this ability to just uh, be even keel and for better or worse or if, if it's uh, coming off a great game or a, a tough uh, night, uh, he's, he's really special that way uh, to be able to bounce back and, and just keep going and it's part of what makes him really good. Former Cougar Marty Haas, father of Tyler and future Cougar TJ Haas, joins BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Tyler's recovery post-mission was well-documented. My question for you now is, what's the next step in his evolution as a player? Well, the the thing that I always tell my boys is uh, it doesn't matter who you are, there's stuff, right? And uh, you have to you have to be coachable so that you can hear what that stuff is and be willing to to work on it. And you know, Tyler's no different. He's got plenty of things that uh, will help him. But I think you know, for for Tyler, it's continuing to. Uh, you know, get stronger and continue to uh, have his game develop in a way that uh, expands because he's seeing so many different defenses and he, he almost has to get into every game and kind of figure out, okay, this is how they're guarding me and, you know, how could, what can I do, uh, you know, that's going to help myself but ultimately help my team get a win uh, that particular night. And so, uh, you know, you have to continue to expand your game. If you don't, uh, teams are just too good at taking away what you do well. And so uh, I think that's another part of his game that is special, but it's got to continue to evolve. Former BYU basketball player Marty Haas and father of Tyler Haas joining BYU Sports Nation. Last night, Tyler goes for 23 points on 9 of 12 shooting, passes his dad for 20th all-time on the points list for BYU basketball. Now, from conversations that I've had with Coach Rose, Tyler has become a master of fine-tuning the details. As his father, what have you seen him do specifically that sets him apart from other basketball players? Well, you know, it's it's well documented that uh that he's a worker and part of part of that I a large part of that is on the court, uh, where he he spends a lot of time and I, I think it's no different uh in than in anything that any of us do. You know, there's there's lots of competition. If you wanna be good you're gonna uh <coughs> excuse me, you're gonna spend time at it and uh, but I, I think that also carries off uh, to off the court. The good players spend time and, and figure out, you know, okay, this is this is what I'm uh, doing well, but this is uh, what I'm not doing well. And I I think you know the relationship that Tyler has between Dave and the rest of the staff, Coach Pope, uh, Terry, Tim, you know is is one of transparency to where they can talk to each other you know the the thing that good players don't like to hear sometimes is that constructive criticism where it's like look uh we got some things here let's let's go to work and Ty's really good at at being coachable on those things and I think it's one of the things that that makes it a high ceiling for him is you know I'm not 
not leaning on these few things that I do well. I'm, you know, help me to get better. And Dave's really good at it. 